Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Neil Lumsden is a Canadian icon, Canadian Football Hall of Fame, four-time Grey Cup winner, three as a player with Edmonton in the CFL, and one as general manager of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. He's a commentator on the business of sport. He's good to us, comes on this program. And Neil also worked with David Braley on the World Cycling Championships in Hamilton and in football, and Mr. Braley, unfortunately and sadly, we lost Mr. Braley just a few days ago. We're going to talk about that, uh, about David Braley and about some other things with Neil in the minutes we have. But Neil, let me get you first. Thanks for coming on the show. And let me ask you first for your thoughts on the Ontario Minister of Sport, Lisa McLeod, saying no body checking in the OHL and nowhere in sport. I guess the minister means no contact. Makes me wonder if she's ever seen a hockey game. Well, hey, Roy, thanks again for having me on. And uh, it is strange, and I've gone back and read some of the articles, and, of course, I found out that David Branch has sat on the advisory committee, but I still don't think there's a clear understanding or she has a clear understanding based on all the information that if, in fact, they do go that way, and let's just talk about the on-ice right now. Let's not even go with, you know, the the whole idea of having – the, uh, I guess the term is uh, keeping distance as much as you can throughout the process, those are my words, and, and preventing prolonged or deliberate physical contact. Well, you can do it on the ice maybe if you play three-on-three, three, maybe four-on-four. Four. A lot of those teams are built for five-on-five, five and they've recruited and, and are prepared to play that. So, um, you know, a lot of great coaches out there, maybe they could adjust to that. That's the only way to keep um, prolonged physical distance in a con- in a sport that you rub up against one another on a consistent basis. Take face-offs out. It becomes a possession. You know, if you could ever do that, uh, you know, now you've got the bench and now you've got the buses and now you've got every other area where they're in close contact and potential of spread. And then you have to take into consideration the league itself. It has three U.S. teams, I think Flint, Erie, and Saginaw. And then two hot spots in Ontario, Ottawa and Mississauga, two teams there. So uh, I think it's more than just taking contact away. I know minor hockey has gone, I think they've shut it down in Toronto and some other areas until January and February. But, I, you know, I don't, again, yet I'm sure the minister sat down with people in the know. Well, David Branch is clearly one of the best guys in the country in the know about the game. But, um, you know, his his remarks, I think, are, are similar to he wants to follow the scientific study to craft a return-to-play protocol, um, which I think is real smart. So uh, I don't know. How, I, honestly, right, I don't know how you play the game unless it really is three-on-three. And you have to stop the spinning, too. I mean, I'm not trying to be funny. Well, no, no, no. This, I, this, is, this is just what goes on. Yeah, it's like saying uh, in football, okay, we, you guys got to stay, keep your distance. Uh, okay, what are we going to put those bubbles around us, you know, and play bubble football yeah. or bubble hockey. And then, Neil, now you have the Premier of Ontario, Mr. Ford, who tweeted earlier this morning that he's going to try to find a way to, to get around this. Well, it's mixed yeah. messaging. It's just confusing. I, By the way, I invited Mr. Branch to be on this program today, and he declined. So for you know his reasons, that's fine. But I'm glad you're on. So uh, let me ask you something else here. Since we're with young people in sport, can you give me about 60 to 90 seconds on the kids? You know, 14 and under. Well, how's this whole pandemic affecting them? Okay, I'll, I, I'll get on as quickly as I can. When we talked about it, the first thing I thought of is being a 
a college or professional athlete and being hurt during a season, hurt as in having to have surgery. And, and the feeling that you have of anxiety and you feel a little bit depressed and you're lonely and you're separated, even though your teammates don't make you feel that way, you do anyways because you can't be involved. This is what these young people are feeling now on a consistent basis, whether it's going to the park and playing with their buddies uh, or actually playing on an organized sport team. And so I like to think in every tough situation there are opportunities. For me, and you know, taking a book out of my dad and Walter Gretzky, where Wayne couldn't wait to play baseball when hockey season was over. Use this time to get your kids, no matter who they are, but especially if they're in competitive sport, 9, 10, 11, 12, and take this opportunity to introduce them to other situations which will make them better athletes, which will in fact make them a better player, whatever they choose when they get 14, 15, and 16. Enough of this focusing in on one thing. Take these kids, have some fun with them, but while you're having fun with them, expand their horizons as an athlete. And when you do that, you're, ha- you're having a good time, you're create- taking away some of that anxiety, and in fact, you're making them a better athlete. And that's going to serve them well down the road, whether it's rep hockey, rep football, going to university, or, you know, knock on wood, anyone gets a chance to play pro in any sport. Yeah, well said. Uh, David Bradley, we lost him a few days ago. Yeah. And uh, you you knew him very well. Yeah, I had a, you know, I had the opportunity. I knew him beforehand a little bit, but I really had the opportunity uh, when he brought me on. He and Therese Quigley, actually, who was on the board at the time of the 2003 World Cycling Championships. And listen, he, a tough guy, smart, smart guy. He was the chairman of the event. And a large part of a lot of the success is due to the, some of the things that he did and allowing us to put together a, a great staff. But my, I had such a good time. It was hard at times, which is okay, um, with him because he, he, he's so deliberate and he's, he's had, had so many experiences. And we just moved back from Niagara Falls to Hamilton. I was going through some pictures. And I came across two pictures that I was going to send to him. And both are from around the, the 2003 World Cycling course before the competition started. And I had said to somebody, hey, look, I ride motorcycles. Can I, will you lend me your bike to one of the camera guys? And, you know, here's my license. Let me, I want to go on the course. Right. And the next thing I know, there's David Braley with a helmet on, sitting on the back, saying, I want to see this course too, but I can't ride a motorcycle, so I need somebody to take me. And one of the guys said, I'll take you, Mr. Braley. And the smile on his face and the enjoyment we got from seeing him become a fan and who he really was, was enjoying the moment and the ride. And I never got a chance when you're off the back of that bike. So, so how do you like motorcycles now, yeah. Mr. Braley? <laughs> well, know, Neil, that's, thank, what, that's what I remember. Thanks for sharing that with us. The owner of the BC Lions, former owner of the Toronto Argonauts. I knew a little bit. He'd come on the show uh, periodically with me. I always had a lot of interesting things to say, and we will miss his contributions and miss him. If you want to hear more, Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.